Initiative Podcast, Volume 7, Mini Issue 13. I'm Ian Matt here, and I have for you uh, the last of my interviews from Gen Con 50. Back at Gen Con 50, I had the opportunity to talk to Dave Robinson of Archivos. Archivos uh, being a new and interesting, uh, the best I can describe it is like a story note-taking organizational tool um when i was walking the exhibit hall i'm just walking through like the uh entrepreneur alley of the gen con exhibit hall and i glanced over and i saw this uh and it's this web app and it just kind of struck my interest because it's very different than like your epic words or your other campaign managers instead of being heavily text-driven and like almost wiki based this it's far more visual uh it has an interesting way of linking a timeline up to say a map linking it to the individual characters involved in either that location or a specific event uh it's a very visual and just a new way of uh managing telling a story so i sat down and Got to talk to uh, Dave a little bit and get a little more info about Archivos, and we'll go to that interview, and when we come back, I'll give him some thoughts and a little review of it. So with that, let's head to my interview with Dave Robison of Archivos. DM Matt here, and I am... Welcome to the Gen Con announcer who also did a run-in during when I was interviewing Rick Loomis at Flying Buffalo earlier as well. So, just a little Gen Con ambiance there. Love this guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, I am here with Dave Robinson with uh, Archivos, and it is a online campaign manager, and you can compare it to some of the other things that are online, but this seems to be like the next evolution for what it does. So why don't you just go and give us the pitch? Uh, you're a gentleman, sir. Thank you. Uh, Archivos is a story development tool at its heart, uh, but whether that story is a novel or a game campaign or even uh, an era of history, because history is just a story that actually happened, uh, uh, Archivos is designed to create, a, as you say, a visual wiki for that story environment. It allows storytellers to document the story's elements that comprise their setting and also allows them to create connections, relationships between those story elements. And that's the distinction for Archivos. Uh, a, a character in and of themselves is interesting, 
but they are potent as a storytelling tool when they connect with something else. And Archivos allows you to connect Aragorn to the Battle of Weathertop. It allows you to connect Frodo to the One Ring, to Gollum, to Mount Doom. That context is what gives it meaning. Archivos allows you to do that from a character-to-character relationship. It also gives you a geographical opportunity with the living map, uh, so you can see connections between places and people geographically, and a timeline, so you can see a chronology of events from ancient history onto current day linked to the characters, the uh, locations, and the items that informed those events. And with this, right now you're in beta uh, and then going, you'll be going live later in the year. So right now, if you wanted to be a part of this, the, the open beta, well, how would you go about that? Okay, the open beta starts September 1st, and you'll be able to purchase a storyteller subscription at that time at our website, archivos.digital, A-R-C-H-I-V-O-S dot digital. Uh, storyteller subscriptions are $60 a year. That's $5 a month. Uh, and... Because you'd be getting it in September, we're actually going to extend it all the way through 2018 because charging you during our open beta would just be wrong and evil. (laughs) We won't do that. But you can uh, get your subscription, unlimited story settings. You can make as many as you want. We are a cloud-based, browser-based application. So if you create more than our servers can handle, we'll just spin up more servers. Awesome. Uh, And looking at this, what brought this concept to your mind what <laughs> what, uh, what problem did you have that you're like okay i need to fix this because that's usually how these things are developed it is absolutely honestly i i could not tell you first cause for this other than my love and interest of stories i host a podcast uh called the round table podcast which is a brainstorming podcast being writers on to pitch story ideas to veteran authors that experience of deconstructing a story is inspiring and exciting and invigorating. So I've always had that instinct. There is an application called the Visual Thesaurus, if you've ever heard of this thing. It's basically a little dot in the middle with a word next to it, like hero, and then other dots circling it, like champion, warrior, blah, blah, blah. So it worked as a a connectivity for words, for synonyms. I looked at that and said, oh, that's neat. Wait a minute. (laughs) Hold on. Stop. And and began seeing things like how characters connect, how story elements interact. And that really kind of started me down the road of creating this massive interface to explore a story. Right. Because as I'm looking at it, I see this not as something, yes, it has its gaming application, but I can see someone, if you're doing history research, if you're writing a story or a novel or a series, it, it's, it's more of a catalog of events, people, places, and how they all interconnect. Exactly. And that, just from a, like, my wife is a freelance editor and also writes, so at this point I'm like, huh, for her world, she creates. <laughs> this would be amazing, and I, I think that, and that is what I'm finding unique about it. Because a lot of the gamer-related online campaign managers are very game-based, and typically they're wiki. Whereas this seems to be more like, I, 
a different version of like almost like a one note for world building. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Absolutely. And really with the interface, as you've seen in the demo, when you look at the story web and can double click on another story element, see that network, that matrix of association, and then just keep double clicking and double clicking and double clicking, you can pursue your own path of interest through the story saying. So as a marketing tool, for storytellers, this is also a great way for people to engage with their story worlds in a new way. Right. And then in the in this beta too, you also have some existing uh, properties here. Sure. So talk a little bit about that and uh, what brought you to actually add pre-existing content to it as well besides just, hey, here's this great tool, have fun, make your own stuff. Well, we wanted to be able to provide people with a, a sample or a demonstration of how this could be used. We use Lord of the Rings because it's one of the most widely known uh, uh, genre fiction story settings. Um, but honestly, we keep going back to that wiki mentality. Yeah. This is a, a work of scholasticism and exploration. So putting the world of Harry Potter, putting the world of Star Trek or Star Wars into Archivos would be an exercise in, first of all, celebrating a story setting that you love, uh, but also exploring it and deconstructing it in a way that's meaningful to you. Fan fiction could create their own unique canon for their story settings and then give their fiction a place to come for a story world. Yeah. So we wanted to be able to provide a lot. A lot of these are also from our beta testers uh, who have been working, kicking the tires for the last six months. Um, so we have game settings. We had one guy do Romeo and Juliet oh. as a story setting. Uh, John Miro, who wrote the Far Lost series, is also a beta tester. So he's putting his series of books in there as well. So, yeah. And as more storytellers sign up, and add their story settings, the story catalog is just going to get bigger and bigger. Right. And when you create your own story, talk a little bit about how you're going to share that, like either with your players or with the public in general. Sure. Uh, each setting can be public or private. Uh, if it's public, it goes into the story catalog. If it's private, it's just for you. And that's fine. We created this to help you develop your stories. You don't have to make them public. Um, if you're creating a game campaign, for example, you have to make it public for your players to see it, but you don't want the whole world to see it. So we're introducing functionality where you can make it private. Nobody else sees it, but you can also extend invitations. So your players can see, only your players can see your world and engage with it. You'll also be able to designate content managers. So if you're actually collaborating with your players, they can come in and edit the story setting as well. Yeah. So, but yeah, just looking at it, um, there will be a link in our show notes for this that so you can go online and actually just take a look for yourself because as I was just walking through the high glance, so I'm like, oh, it's a campaign manager. Oh, that looks beautiful. <laughs> it, it actually has a modern interface, which is a far cry for some of the other things out there. So anyway, I definitely recommend checking it out. Um, Dave, it's been a pleasure talking with you. And, and, uh, Thanks for having me, man. Thank you. And I am back here, and now, just to give some thoughts here on Archivos, um, the main there's probably three main parts of Archivos. Uh, there's a story web, a living map, and a timeline. Uh, 
Um, in Archivos, it's heavy, it's a very visual experience. The the story web is basically think of a visual way, almost like a family tree for the characters in your story. So you have your like a main character, and then off that you can branch off and be like, okay, this character is related to this character, this character is related to this character, and it's a way of visualizing that whole web. And then you can ex- even explain how that relation's like. Uh, for like, if we're using Lord of the Rings as the example, that's one of the pre-existing uh, stories created in this. You have your story web here that you can see. Okay, you have Aragorn, who's linked to Arwen, who's linked to Elrond, and it shows that branching uh, visually um, with like using Aragorn as like the center starburst and you can actually click on any one of those links and it'll pull up their profile. Uh, The nice thing about this is when you pull up the profile, you're not losing any data either. So you have your visual family tree, as I'll call it, of all your character relations and off onto the right of the screen. It has the little profile pop up basically that you can assign like pictures or photos or graphics as a visual representation of the character and then also has a small description uh and with this you can go straight to their full profile which will be like a full text base like everything full biography that you can put in uh from that you can also pull up the just what all the if you click on another character you can pull in all their relationships and then in this also, you can pull up like the different locations they're associated with. So I, you can jump into the the map because that's the other part of this. There's also a map, an interesting mapping feature where you can scan in or draw in a map uh, and put different pinpoints on it for like your different cities or different locations. And when you... Uh, click on that location it'll pull up a profile of it so it'll have like the description of it and then you can also have anyone who and like the various events or characters that are related to that city so if you were doing like forgotten realms you could be like okay we have Waterdeep, and then when you click on Waterdeep, you can pull up okay these are the who is related to Waterdeep, like the characters that live there or maybe an event that happened there. So that story that uh, story web has the people and the locations and all their interrelationships. So you can go from that into the map or vice versa. It So I can have a visual representation of the world in all the different uh, locations. And then I can see everyone involved in any one of those locations and then there's also a timeline so I can sort by events. So it's a it's a very visual thing, so I'm trying my best to explain it, but I really recommend going to archivist.digital and just look at least looking at the screenshots to try to follow along with what I'm explaining because this is this would be better suited as a web video as I'm going over this. But we're an audio podcast, so hey, I'll do my best. Uh with the timeline, it's basically like any 
timeline you would envision. You have your linear bar going across, and then you can just assign different events. When you click on an event, it'll bring up like a, a small little profile, and then all the different related elements. So you can have where the, the location of where it took place, the characters involved in it, and any other element that you put into Archivos linked to that timeline spot. So using, going back to the Lords of the Rings example, I click on the Battle of Weathertop. Gives me a little description of it. I can click on show full profile and get the full description of it if I want to dig deeper into that. Or I could be like, oh, who, what characters were involved there? Be like, oh, Frodo was there. So then I can go and view Frodo. And from viewing Frodo, I can see everything he's tied to. And it's all these interconnected elements. And Archivus is really great at organizing all of that. So if you're developing a world or a story, it helps you keep straight who is where and when. I think that's probably the best. You have your character. Where are they and when were they there? Or when did something happen? Who was there and where did it take place? It's those three things and Archivist lets you organize that. Uh, if you were writing like any sort of uh, like epic fantasy novel, I could see you wanting to use this, especially if it was like a series to where it can kind of be hard to keep track of all the interconnected personal relationships and events especially so i for people that are really into the forgotten realms this would be amazing to be able to keep track of realms history and what happened where and when and who was there and how all that's related to each other uh this is but when it comes to using this i don't see you really Using this, though, as a means to keep track of your existing campaign. As in, like, doing, like, the weekly session updates. It, it, this is more for world building and creating a timeline more prior to your session. I, this tool... I think, which is really, I think, the best way to describe it. It's a tool that is meant to, yeah, just help you world build and or universe build, really. Uh, as for like a weekly session report, I, I could see it actually being cumbersome. But if you had a giant world and you wanted to take those campaign notes and like the session notes, because you're building like an overall story and it's going to go something more epic than just like you're playing for a few months. Like, hey, we're going to run like a 20 session game. I think this would be for you. Or if you're really into the world building and want to build something like a Forgotten Realms or something like a Star Wars or any type of epic fantasy story, sci-fi story, or really any type of story driven that involves world building this would be great i could also see you using it for history too uh i could see this being a great way if like you're really into a certain period of history um like i could see someone taking like world war ii and just breaking down all the events and 
what happened where and having all that information displayed on a map so I could be like, okay, what happened in this area? And you'd see all the different events and where those were on the timeline. It's just really interesting, but I don't think it's really for everyone. It's really more for the really heavily created. And if you love world building and have like the binder full of notes for your home brewed world, this is probably for you then, because this will help you sort through that giant binder of notes for your world. Uh, so I would definitely recommend looking at it. Uh, right now, uh, they're actually doing a promotion where if you sign up for NaNoWriMo, if you sign up for NaNoWriMo, the, uh, right, basically the uh, writing a novel over the course of the November, they'll... Sign up for that in the months of October, November, and they will give you three months free of Archivos. That's actually a promotion. They had just started today at the time of the recording. So if that's your thing and you want to write a novel and you're going to take part in that anyway, so why don't you sign up and give uh, Archivos a shot? Uh, it's definitely interesting and absolutely beautiful to look at. So you can find the information to that on their website, and uh, the link to the Archivos website will be in the show notes. Um one thing we didn't talk about in the interview is cost. Right now, a year subscription is $60. Uh, however, since it's in beta till the end of the year, they're giving you, for your $60, you get it through the end of 2018. So you get like three months free, two, three months free uh, for uh, signing up for a year's worth Uh and with that, you get uh, unlimited stories. You can create unlimited elements, basically. Unlimited, create stuff to your heart's content. Uh, they can be public. They can be private. Um, I really see this as a way to uh, organize, a new way to organize data. And I'd actually be interested in seeing some of the more, uh, seeing what other people create with this. Uh, right now in the closed beta, there actually is multiples there's the story catalog and you can see anything people have publicly shared like right now there's like someone who did one for the legend of king arthur lord of the rings like i've talked about orville has one the romeo and juliet one we referenced in the uh, interview um someone's working on adventures in chult so i don't know i'm not sure if that's going to be their homebrew game or not I think it might actually be, but they shared it, so you can see that when you're signed up. But right now, all of that is strictly for the beta testers, uh, even if it is shared publicly. Once it it goes live, then those public things will be viewable to people even if you don't have a subscription. And with that, we are going to wrap up this mini issue here. Uh, Archivos is definitely something new and inventive and I think will solve some problems for a certain segment of the gaming population out there. It's not for everyone, but I think those that can use it will absolutely love it. So with that, uh, keep it original, keep it old school, and good night, everyone.
Rural Furniture Podcast is part of the Wild Games Productions Network and produced for entertainment purposes only. All other uses are prohibited. If you'd like to contact us, go to rfipodcast.com, click on contact us, or email us at rfistaff at gmail.com. Voicemail line 5708654410. Facebook.com slash rfipodcast for more.